Okay, we're learning Daf Chav Gimel. We're in the middle of talking about the Isser of having beer with one sister. So we notice that there are two Pesukim in the Torah that discuss this Isser. One pause we just mentioned is Achoso Basavicha Basumecha, that uh, any form of a half-sister, uh, the Torah does not distinguish whether the girl's born out of wedlock or was from a marriage. Any sort of sister, half-sister, the Torah asers. Then we have another Pasuk where the Torah emphasizes that she was born from Ishes. The Torah says, Ervas Ishes. Um, the, the, the daughter of your father's wife, you're not allowed to marry. She's born to your father, and, she's, and it, was, it was through marriage. The Torah says you're not, you're not allowed to be with that girl. So the question is, what is that Pasuk? What's the function of that Pasuk? We already know you can't be with the sister. So the Rabbanan say that the function of the Pasuk is to add another Isser, to add another Chiyu. According to Rabbanan, somebody's bow on their sister, they came through marriage. So then uh, they're Chayv too. Chayv for the first Pasuk and the second Pasuk. There's two Pasuk and Whereas, according to Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef has a new drasha that the whole point of Bas Eishu Sabicha is to coming to tell me something else entirely. It's not coming to tell me that there's a second chiyuv, but rather it's coming to say that in general the Isra of his sister is only if the father was capable of having a kedushin with that woman. It doesn't necessarily have to be that he married her. It could be that she was born out of wedlock. But the point is, it's a woman who is shy of the kedushin. It's a woman who it's possible for her to have kedushin. But what, who, do we, who do we exclude? We exclude somebody who, can't, who cannot have issues with the father, and that would be a guy. So in other words, a guy would have to be with his father, and out from there comes a girl. That girl would not have the isra of a sister to uh, another son of the father. And the reason would be because, because it's... Um, the, the kid is Mishachos after the mother, after the Goya. So now, the Gemara, the top of Chalkim Moment Aleph, the Gemara has a question on the way we just darshan. Again, when Rabbi Yisrael, Yudha darshan, what do we say from Ashes? Not that there's a second Isra, but something to do with marriage, the, the, with, the, with, with the woman that the father was able to marry or not marry. So the Gemara says, Imra Prabhupada maybe Ashes is coming to exclude if the woman was a Chavilab, and let's say Reuven's father is marrying a Mamzeris, let's say. So he shouldn't marry her, it's a negative Isra, right? There's a lot. And there's a daughter from there. So maybe we should say the father's wife's daughter is coming to say that she's not considered a legal sister. And there's no answer for having Bia with her because the Gemara is trying to say since the original Kedushan that the father made was an invalid type of Kedushan, the Mamsaras can't have Kedushan with the father. So maybe we should say that no matter what the circumstances are, how from that union of the Mamsaras and his father out came this girl, maybe they cannot have the, uh, that's the question. So the Gemara says, what are you talking about? Amar Papa, Chavei Lavin, Tavzibu Kedushin. Even though L'Chatchilo, it's also to have you with the Chavei Lavin, but we paskin always that there is pieces of Kedushin after the fact, but the Yavin Kedushin is Chav. Where do we see this? It says in the Pasuk, This is the Pasuk it's talking about when it's talking about the rules of Nachal. A person has two wives, one that he loves, one that he doesn't love. And then the Pasuk goes on to say that if the Bukhar comes from the unloved wife, right, well, he's still got to give the Bukhar to it because it's still his firstborn son. But the question is, what is the circumstance of the Pasuk if there's a beloved wife and a non-beloved wife? So the simple try would be love and not love to the father. But that's not a chiddush. Like, why is that necessary? It's like not a chiddush at all that, you know, if you like one wife more than the other wife, that you shouldn't give the, the kid who's the Bukhar what's entitled. Obviously, what's going on is that there's something that HaKadosh Baruch was despised is despising about one of the women. So what is that? Why would God hate one of the women? What does that mean? What it means is that one of them, it's all talking about her marriage. One of them is a valid, kosher, loved marriage. And one of them is an invalid, Asr Dika marriage. In other words, it's saying it's Isser. One of the women was an Isser for the father to marry. And one of them was not an Isser for the father, for the father to marry. And the did of the Bukhar, the Bukhar came from the Asr Dika Isha. So I would say maybe it's not, since it wasn't a halachic marriage, 
not allowed to be, so maybe there's not, the child is not considered to be, to be the Bukhar, because maybe it's not through Tefisus Kedushin or the Torah says, no, it's considered like he has the two wives, it's still considered like he married her, even though there's a person shouldn't marry someone who's Asr to them, but if they do, but the there is Tfisa's Kedushin. So this is a source that that Lavin and Tfisa's Kedushin, the Torah is saying, Kisiyana, he's married, even though this girl is hated in her marriage, that her marriage is hated, it's, it's, it's a forbidden marriage. Nonetheless, Avada, it's a matzav of Havaya, it's considered that legally he is married, and that the daughter that he has will be, the child that he has will be the Bukhar if it's the oldest one. So we see there is Tfisa's Kedushin, so we can't say now by us that, uh, that the Lashon of Ashes is coming to exclude that if the father had a relationship with the Chayvei Lavan Isha and they had a girl, that is not a sister. We cannot say that. Okay, great. Frag the Gemara. So what are we rather excluding? Again, we're only excluding if the father had a relationship with a Gaya. Rather a relationship with a Gaya and they had a girl there, that, 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 that girl that is born wouldn't be a legal sister. Frag the Gemara. Why don't we say that it doesn't necessarily only exclude a Gaya? It includes a Chayvei Krisis. Let's say the father had relationship with an erva, an erva who has the karis penalty, an erva with a karis penalty cannot have two kedushin. So maybe we'll say that if they do, and they have a girl that comes out, that girl is not considered a legal sister to any other sons that the father had. Maybe that's what the Pasuk is saying. And here, we don't have the answer. There is no Tfisus Kedushin on an Erva. So why do we know to exclude only the daughter born between the father and the guy? Why don't we exclude a daughter born from the father and an Erva to him? So the Gemara answers, Amar Rav, Amar Kral, the Pasuk says, It says in the beginning of the Pasuk, the nakedness is a sister, your father's daughter, your mother's daughter. But then he says some interesting extra words. Born inside the home or born outside. So the Pasha shot inside the home or outside means it doesn't make a difference if it's born in wedlock, out of wedlock or not. But we darshan in the second half of the Pasha to say as follows. Whether they tell your father, keep her, referring to the wife, they say keep her, she's a keeper, right? That's a woman that you want to keep with, that you're allowed to be with. Or whether they say to the father, send her out. Even if it's an Asr Dika Erev, where Basin is telling the father, you have to divorce her, it's not a legal marriage for Hulei. The Torah is still saying, that she's still your sister. So we have a specific Trasha that's saying that the status of a, of, of a brother to a sister, it doesn't make a difference if the parent, if the father uh, made the girl through an erva, it doesn't make a difference. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, the Torah is indicating that's a legal sister. Ah, so what's Eishu Sevicha excluding? Must be Eishu Sevicha is only excluding if the father made the girl with a Gaya. Says the Gemara, but how do you know which way to darshan? So basically, like we have one way of being Marba. We're being Marba, Chayvik Krisus from, from Meledes Chutz, and we're excluding a Gaya from Asia. So maybe the opposite here. Maybe that Rasha, even if they tell your father to send her away, it's still a sister is coming to include if it's uh, the sister from, from, from a Gaya. That if the father had a relationship with a Gaya and they had a kid, then you're not, they, it's still considered a valid sister. Meaning, once I have this new Rasha, how'd you know to apply to Chayvik Krisis and not to, and not to the Vedas Kochavim? So the Gemara says, because I had the other Pasuk, right? Your father's wife's daughter. The Torah is saying, it's only with someone that your father can have an Ishus with. If it's with a Shifcha, then there cannot be Ishus. So if there cannot be Ishus, it's not a valid sister. So we're going in circles, obviously, and the Gemara asks, so what did you see? So let's just clarify where we are when the Gemara is asking, and what did you see? And what do you see means we have two conflicting Joshua's, right? We're trying to figure out the legal status of a sister you're not allowed to be with. What is the Torah saying? What is a sister? What if a father marries someone that he cannot marry and that his condition was not tofes when he married? There are two examples in front of us. A father married an erva. Let's say the father married his sister. 
right? I had a Bia, and now they're having a girl. Or, another example would be if the father relationship with a Gaia that he can't have Tfisus Kedushin with, and now they have a girl. Those are two cases where the father cannot have Tfisus Kedushin with this woman. In the case of the Gaia, we're saying, oh, the Torah says, Ashes, to exclude a woman the father cannot have Ashes with, and the, and, the da- and the daughter born from there is not a legal sister to any other sons of the father. That's what we're saying. And in regard to the case of the Arava, we're saying, let's say the, the father had be with his sister or something like that, and they have a girl, we're going to say that is a legal sister to any other sons of the father. So, maybe Pumfakert. Maybe if you have Bia with the Erva, we should darshan. We should we should darshan from Ashes that it's not considered a legal a legal sister the girl who's born, and and, and we should darshan from 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 that if he has a relationship with a Gaya and there's a daughter born that it is a legal sister. So maybe just the opposite of what we're saying. So the Gemara says if I had to pick between the two, it's logical to include the product of an erva to be a legal sister, even though there's no of Kedushin, but it's more misawar to include her, her, the product of the Chayvik Krisos, as a legal sister than the product of a guy as a legal sister. Why? Shekin Tafsi ben Kedushin la'alma. Because the erva, there might not be Tfisus Kedushin to this, this person's father, but she is a bar Tfisus Kedushin in general. Meaning, let's say a father was Boal, his sister. That girl, she, she, is, she is someone who's capable of making Kedushin generally, just not specifically to her brother. So therefore, it's not as excluded from having Kedushin. So if I have to pick between a, excluding a guy from HS or excluding a Chayvei Krisis, I would sooner exclude a guy who's incapable in general of making Tvisus Kedushin. She's like totally not HS. She's someone who cannot be a wife. I, they both cannot be a wife, but one specifically cannot be a wife. One generally cannot be a wife. So it's more reasonable to exclude the Gaya. It's just the opposite. We should have included them. We should have included them to say that they can make a legal, a legal sister. Because of where they to convert, then there could be Tfisus Kedushin with her. Meaning, the erva, there's no way to solve it. A person can never have Tfisus Kedushin, let's say, with their sister, no matter what the girl does. Mashenkin, if the issue is simply that she's not Jewish, she can convert that. That, right? that can pass. So maybe that's a more of a reasonable, a reasonable, way, of, reasonable way of saying that with the guy, it should be Tfisus Kedushin. And, and, I'm sorry, not that it should be Tfisus Kedushin. It should make a legal sister. So the Gemara answer is that's not a good argument because conversion makes her somebody else. So this woman, um, this woman, as the Gaia, there's no way she can have to use Kedushin to anyone. Words you convert should be a different woman. So that, that, that doesn't help us. And this woman specifically has no to use Kedushin. Okay, so now we came out very gishmak. Well, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudah, again, he has only one Chiyav for her sister. What does he do with Ashes? He used the other pasuk not to say that there's another Chiyav for, 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 the daughter of, uh, for the daughter of one's father that he had through marriage. Rather, it's coming to say that the din of a sister is only when there was Ishas to exclude if the father's with a Gaia. So now that we concluded that, how are the Rabbanon going to know that, right? The Rabbanon learned from, from the other pasuk that there's an extra Isra. So the Gemara says, Rabbanon, the Buddhist Shifchot, they use the, the, the father's wife's daughter to, to, to learn up that there's another Chiyav. That there's two chiyuv and two chatals of someone's bull, a sister through marriage. So what would be, according to them, how do they know that there's no status of a legal sister if it's born from a guy? So the Gemara says, We learn from general rule, but the Pasuk says by Eved Ivri. If an Eved Ivri marries a Shevcha Kananis, the Torah says, who do the children go to? They belong to the master. Meaning that they go after the Shevcha Kananis. They don't go after the Eved Ivri. So we see in general, there's a rule that when a person is bull, a guy, that the kid is not misachas to the father. Right? If a, per- a Jewish father is, is Boa, a non-Jewish woman, there's no yichus to the father. So then obviously, it's not going to be a legal sister, half-sister through the father. So Mar says, Rabbi Taka, such a good point. Why did he need Ashes to teach it if I see it from Yishu Ladana? So Mar says, That possible was only talking about the slave woman. We needed our possible about the father's wife's daughter to exclude if it's through a guy. 
Why? It's really because not necessarily do I know that the shivcha and the guy are the same. The Yashmin and shivcha, if you tell me about the shivcha, Mishim, the Inlachayas. Slaves have no family relationships at all. Um, you know, but Avram told Eliezer, the Gemara says in Kedushin, that slaves are like animals in the sense that there's no lineage, they don't inherit each other, there's Bechlau, they're mamash property, in that sense there's no Din Yichos to them. Idolatrists, right? In general, they have a chiyos. So Gemara says that Gemara in Samach Beis and Yevamos goes through, right? We see that yichos goyim are called this person, the son, the son of another person. A guy might might yarshin his father when he's a guy, something like that. So there's a concept of a yichos to a guy. It's not conceptually mufka from having yichos. So aim below, I wouldn't necessarily exclude just because it says each of that if the everybody's bolish of chakinanis that the kids are not misyachis. As of the father, they only go after the guy. I wouldn't have known that the same is true with a guyish woman. And just the, in the inverse, if the Torah only said the din of a guy, I would say she has no mitzvahs. So she is so no, if she is so no mitzvahs at all, so therefore it makes sense that, uh, that, that, that she's more like mufka. You know, she's more out of the fold. So that's why it's not going to be a legal sister if it's born from the father and a, and a guy, she does have some mitzvahs, right? They have the mitzvahs that a woman has to do. So she's not as mufka from the fold of Judaism. So imalo, I would say that therefore the daughter that comes from the father and a shifcha kananus maybe is not excluded. Therefore the Torah has to say, that she goes just after the non-Jewish slave woman or half-Jewish slave woman and is not considered to have any yichus to the father. So it's really, it was not necessary to say both. For the Gemara, um, so once Rabbi Yossi says, why we need two psukim, so now we come back at the Rabbanon. For Rabbanon, Ashkan Shivcha, we only see to exclude the daughter of a slave woman from Nalu. And remember, we, the Rabbanon can't use Ashes because they used it to say that there's a second Chiyah for a sister. So how are they going to know the daughter of a guy? We just made a good point that you need separate psukim. The Maybe you'll say they derive it from the slave woman. That's why our point, we just said logically we need to separate. We need separate psukim. Rabbi Yossi established that. And we are Rabbanon, we would assume, agree to that point, meaning the, the, the Chilukim that we just said were very Reasonable, so we would have to assume the rabbanon agree with them. We have to assume the rabbanon agree with them. So now, how are the rabbanon going to know to exclude a legal sister if the father married a guy? Don't tell me each of them That's why a slave woman. How do I know a guy? So we give a different source. Again, a different source that there's no legal connection between the children that come from a father if he marries a guy. Pasuk here is talking about an idea how you're supposed to make sure. That, uh, not to intermarry. And the Pasuk says that what's going to happen is that if you give your daughter to a non-Jewish son-in-law, he, the non-Jewish son-in-law, will turn the grandson away from Yiddishkeit and make him do Avodah So the Torah is emphasizing that it goes that way. But the other way, if you give your son to a non-Jewish daughter-in-law, it doesn't say ki sasir, that she will turn it off. It's saying it this way, ki asir, that he, the non-Jewish son-in-law, if you give your daughter to a non-Jewish son-in-law, he will turn away. So what do we see? If it's that case, I give my daughter to a non-Jewish son-in-law, so then he, that son, he, the yah, the yasir, he'll turn your, your Jewish grandchild off the derech. But it doesn't say it the other way. Because the other way, if you give your Jewish son to a non-Jewish daughter-in-law, there's no, we're not concerned here that the grandchild is going to turn your Jewish grandchild off the derech because it's not going to be a Jewish grandchild. It's going to be her son. It's going to be a Gaisha kid. It's going to be only Mizrach after her. So from here we see that the daughter, um, or whatever, son that's born from an idolatrist that was together with a Yid is not considered to be after her father. She's only going to be after her mother, after the non-Jewish mother. So now by, by the sister, we would know that uh, if a father was Bolo and they have a daughter, it's not going to be considered a legal sister to any other sons of the father. 
And the Mumar says, What do we see from here? That your daughter's son that comes from a guy is called your son, right? In other words, the other way, that if it's a Jewish girl with a, with a guy, it is called your son, right? The halacha is that the kid, the kid shouldn't do Avodah and that's why the Pasuk is concerned that your non-Jewish son-in-law, son-in-law might convince him to do Avodah Zarah. Mar says, "What do we see from Ravino? We see that the kid is considered unblemished. Meaning, there's machlokas later on. If the, if it's a kid is uh, if the kid is considered a um, a mamzer or a Vlad, or, or not a mamzer. So we see if here if, the, if, if, if Ravino was saying that it's called your son, presumably he's saying the Vlad is kosher, um, and he's he's taking sides and he's saying the Vlad is not a mamzer." It's an interesting thing why, where the Gemara is being medayik that he, you know, he doesn't hold that the Vlad is a mamzer. Even if the Vlad is a mamzer, he's still a Jew, right? So like where, where, did the Gemara, where did the Gemara see in the words of Ravina that the Vlad is kosher as opposed to being a mamzer? It's not so clear, but one of the Gemara it says it's not a good uh, proof. Even if you want to derive from Ravina that it's not a mamzer, but kosher and amilo abe is not necessarily an unblemished child. Yisrael Apostle Mikri would be a disqualified Jew, meaning the kid, the marshal can't marry a Kohen. If his daughter should be disqualified from Kahuna. So even if we're saying that there's a Jewish status to a, to a boy or girl that's born from the union of a Jewish, um, a Jewish mother and a non-Jewish father, but it still might not be like an, uh, a perfect yet. It still might be somewhat disqualified. All right. Anyways, what do we do? Rabbi was learning from the Pasuk, that the child of a Jewish woman and a non-Jewish man is Jewish. And the opposite, a non-Jewish woman and a Jewish man has the non-Jewish status. It's all after the mother. So now the Gemara has a question. The Pasuk was written by the Shiva Umos. It's talking not generally about intermarriage. It's just talking about specifically when the Jews will go into Eretz Israel. And it's saying you have to be careful from intermarrying with the nations there, the seven nations. How do we know that the child is not Jewish like his mother if it's from a different nation? So the Gemara says, Kiyos here, for he will turn away. The rabbis call him Yisir. And that includes um, all those who would turn Jews away, meaning anyone away, anyone in the world. It's saying it's not specific to these, to these seven nations. So the Gemara says, where, where, where in general like, did, did we get that? Just because it said Kiyos here, that we include everybody else. Be good if you hold the time of the crowd. in general, like the example, the famous example, you're not supposed to take the collateral of the Beged Almana. So Rav Shimon says it's only a poor one, not a rich one. If it's a poor one, you'd have to return it every night because she needs it. She needs it for her clothing. So if you have to return it every night, you're always hanging around her. She's going to get a bad reputation that she's having an illicit relationship with her creditor. So therefore, the Torah said not to, not to take the collateral of the Beged Almana. But if she's rich, you're allowed to. That's Rav Shimon who's Darish Tami Kadar. Abundant said you can't explain it, put your reasons into the Pasuk and, and, and change the law just because of, the, because of what you think. The Torah didn't say that. See, if you go like Rav Shimon, then it's good. Why? Because why is the Torah saying you shouldn't do intermarriage? So you would know because the issue is going to be that there's going to come Avodah Zarah. You're going to have Jewish grandchildren and they're going to be turned to Avodah Zarah. And if it's like that, then you would say it's only for the people who are very into Avodah Zarah, the Shiva Umos, the other guy in the world are not so into Avodah Zarah. The Gemara says they just are like copying everyone else, but they're not so into it. So I would say it's only the Shiva Umos. So why is the Torah saying kiosk here? It's saying something unnecessary. I, I already was there that I shouldn't marry the seven nations. And I know the reason because they'll turn me to Avodah Zarah. Must be. The Torah is coming to add even other nations. Anyone who could theoretically be Mesir, even if they're not the most into Avodah Zarah, have the same Malacha. That's all good if you and what the Gemara is saying is that and the Rabbanon, if the Torah wouldn't have said if it just would have said don't intermarry, I wouldn't have said it makes a difference if it's uh, 
Shiva Umas or not, because because I would have said, I can't be Torah time of the cry, I can't know anything, it's just the guy, you're not allowed to marry a guy. But now the Torah is saying, Ki Asir, it's actually saying, no, 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 it's only those who are very into Avodazar, it's only those who are super into it, only the Shiva Umas. So if I care, the Rabbanon are using Ki Asir to limit the Isra only to the Shiva Umas. So now, how are we going to know if she comes from any other nation that she's, it goes after the non Jewish mother and she's not a Jew? So the Gemara says, you know what, we're going to say, who is this Tanakama here? Who's saying that, 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 that we've been discussing? Who's arguing over Rosh Rebido? Who holds that Ashes is, uh, is coming to say that there's a second Chiyav and that we don't dashinate to exclude if there was with a guy, Rabbi Reb Shimon. He, it is Reb Shimon. So that is the Tana. The Tana happened to be Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon is Darish Shimon of the cross. Therefore, Reb Shimon does have another source from Kiyasir that, well, that, 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 that it's not going to be considered a valid sister if, if it's from the father and a guy. So therefore, Reb Shimon Lishitasu is going to use Ashes to say there's a second Chiyah for a sister, and he's not going to make, need it to say the Jashrab, if the father is with a guy, that the daughter is not a sister. So now we come out just to make a little summary. There, there's definitely two Psukim of a sister. Definitely, definitely one's high for a sister, even if it wasn't through marriage, when he was born out of wedlock. If one sleeps with a sister that was born through marriage, does that mean there's a second chiyuv? According to Tanakama, who learned Reb Shimon, it does. There's two chiyuv of him in that case. According to Rebus Rebido, there's not. Rebus Rebido uses the actual pasuk of Ashes to exclude, to teach me that if a father had a relationship with a goya and out comes a girl, that that's not considered a legal sister. The Reb Shimon had a source from Kiyosr, he didn't need it for that. And that's pretty much what the Machlokas ends up being. All right. So now we move on here. Here, there is separate issue that happens with after you know when a man dies childless. Obviously, the women can't marry. Bashuk, there's a law of, of Yavama Lashuk. It's forbidden to them to marry before they get zika v'chalitza, before they get even v'chalitza. Remember, we learned that when there is zika, you have to be careful that you're not both the sister of someone you have zika to. Achos ziku kaso. That might only be the rabbanon, but you can't be both the sister of someone you have zika to. We learned. Actually, we didn't learn it so much yet. Well, it's coming up in the fourth paragraph, but we referenced it, that after you do chalitza to somebody, there's a din with Rabbanon, you're not allowed to marry any of the relatives, because someone will say, oh, maybe it's like a woman you divorce, because, you know, chalitza is less similar to divorce. After divorce, you're also still also your wife's relatives. So maybe after chalitza as well, the Rabbanon asserted is the relatives of a chalitza. Um, and then obviously, once you do chalitza to a woman, you're not allowed to marry her. We referenced that in the Daphid of Kivin Shlobana, Shuv Lobana. So says the Mishnah, a very interesting case. Somebody was Makadish, one of two sisters. So how do you Makadish, one of two sisters? So presumably the case was, you gave it to a shliach and, he, and, and you know, he went over to the two girls or whatever it is, and Makadish, one of the two of them. Something like that. Some like weird phenomenon where he might be married to, uh, to, to one of the two. But it's a suffix. It's a suffix which one? He doesn't know which one. So this is a tough situation because he can't be with either one of them. Because either one might be his real wife's sister. Wife's sister is an Arab. So he can't practically, um, he can't practically be with either one of them. He knows in he has no choice, but that, uh, since he can't have be with either one of them, to divorce them. And he should divorce them, right? They're trapped. Mace, if he dies childless without, before he divorced them, below he has only one surviving brother. So this brother has to do chalitza to both of them. Why does he have to do chalitza to both of them? So he has to acknowledge it, right? Each one of the sisters. One of them is the real Yavama, right? One of them is the real Yavama. So what's going on? He can't do Yibam first uh, to either one of them because it might be Achos Zikukaso. The Zikam really might be to the other one and he'd be having uh, a Bia with the sister, with the sister of someone he has, he, with someone he has Zikam to. He can't, after he does Chalitza to one, he certainly can't marry her. You can't marry someone you did Chalitza to and you can't marry the sister of someone you did Chalitza to either. So it's pretty tough. He has no choice to do chalitza, and he can never. He's never going to be able to marry to marry to marry either of them in the future. 
Hello, Shnaim. Let's say that this deceased guy, the guy who had the Safik, had two brothers. So then, So one of them can do Chalitza, and after one, and after one of them does Chalitza, now the remaining brother can do Yibam. So let's just call it Reuben was the guy who had the Safik, and now we have Shimon and, and Levi remaining. So Shimon would do Chalitza with one of the sisters, and now Levi, if he would want, he could just do Chalitza if he wants, but if he would like, he could take the, the other sister. He could, he could take the other sister. What's the shot? If she was really the real wife, then he's the one who's doing Yibam now on that side. And if, she, and if she wasn't the real wife, he's not doing anything wrong. It's not Achosikukaso because his brother already did Chalitza to the other one that in this side was the, was the real Chalitza. It's not Achos Chalitza, so he didn't do Chalitza to the other one, so you don't have to worry about anything. So therefore, Mimanavshach, after one of the brothers who remains does Chalitza, then the other brother who remains could marry the other sister. But the one who did Chalitza, he's stuck. He can't marry either of the girls. It would be Achos Chalitza or marrying the girl that he did Chalitza to. Um, in this case, let's say the brothers didn't listen to this advice, right? The two remaining brothers didn't listen to do one chalitza and one do yibam. They just both went ahead and married the sisters. Each one of them was like, okay, look, I might be doing yibam. And Maisa, they were doing the wrong thing because each one of them may have been achos zikukasa, right? They may, may have been marrying the sister of someone they had zika to. So they're doing the wrong thing by doing that, which is the reason why we said one should do chalitza and one should do yibam. But if they didn't listen and they just both went ahead and, and married, we don't force a divorce. And what's the pshat? The pshat is because Maisa, it's only a suffolk. It's only a suffolk. They may have done the right thing. And more importantly, this is an important idea Rashi gives, is that even if the wrong thing was done, once the Atkama, the other one, also married her, also married the sister, since that both happened, now at least for the future, no one's doing anything wrong. Does that make sense? In other words, even if, let's say, I, 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 let's just give, you know, I'll give from the Shimon and Levi perspective. When Shimon was Bola one girl and Levi was Bola the other girl. So even if Shimon was Bola Achos Zukukaso, because we'll say that he, didn't, he, didn't, he wasn't really the, doing it with the, with the girl who was married. The, the girl he married wasn't the girl who was married. It really was Achos Zukukaso for the second. He did, Taka did the wrong thing. Even on that side, Adkama, his brother, did be with the real Yuvama, then what happens for the future at least? At least for the future, at this point, it's not Achos Zukukaso, because once the Yuvam is done, now for the future, it's like Mamish clear that this girl is fine. It's not a chosikukasa. The zika had been fulfilled. The other brother did yibam with, 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 with the Yavama. So at least for the future, we're clear. The only the question is, we should say, hey, you guys did the wrong thing. And since you did the wrong thing, we should make you get divorced. That's the only reason we would make them get divorced because of like a fine, like a penalty for doing the wrong thing. So that's the pshat in the Mishnah. Since it's only a suffix, each one, one of them did the wrong thing. But since it's only a suffix, one, each one can say, hey, maybe I'm the one who's doing yibam, right? Maybe I'm doing yibam. Maybe I got the sister who was married. So it's only a suffix. And for the future, they're definitely clear of any isser. It's not a chosikukatsuai kabba, they both did marry. So in the future. So therefore, we let them stay married. That's why Rashi says it. All right. Uh, now we talk about a case where there were two men here. Okay, I'm just making it another variable. Let's say you have two men, and we're not talking about brothers. Not brothers. Just um, two random men um, are marrying two sisters. But the problem is, this one doesn't know which one of the sisters he's married to. And this one doesn't know which one. So it's interesting. This, is, uh, a bo- this confusion comes to both of them. So both of them have a subject, which one, which one of them they are married to. So now you have two sisters, and one is married um, to one, one is married to the other, but they don't know which one. So now practically, either of them can't be with them, because again, it might be, it might be being with the sister of one's wife. So each one of them has to divorce both women. And the other one has to give uh, two gitin. Mesu, if they both die with that before they divorce, and they both have one surviving brother, each brother has to do chalitza with both sisters. Because again, it doesn't, here just because there's two, it doesn't, it's more compounded, but it doesn't make the, the issue any different. 
um, you still have each one is one remaining brother. Each one remaining brother, he can't marry the one because it might be achos kukaso, and then after he did it, it might be achos achos chalutzaso. So that, that, that can't work. And the other brother, the the the, the brother from the from the other brother from the other husband. Um, also has to do chalitza to both. Let's say one of the brother, one of the guys who died, uh, one of the men who died had one brother, and the other guy who died had two brothers. So the single one, right? The guy with only one brother, he has to do chalitza to both. But the two brothers, they could they could work out a solution. One does chalitza, and afterwards the second one does yibum. I just want to point out this that the second one can do yibum. He has to wait. For the for the for the guy from the other side to do his chalitza because or else it might be yavamal shuk. That's an important thing. Okay, it might be yavamal shuk. So, but lemaisa he has to, after after chalitza is done from from one side and now we have the now now these two brothers from the from the other side here from the other husband so one do chalitza and then manoshach we're in the clear for the other one to do yibam. Let's say they didn't they didn't do it that way. Um, let's say again, they, they waited for Khalitza from the old, from the from the one guy on the other side. But now, but now the two two sisters are here. Instead of having one Khalitza and one do Yibam, they both did Yibam. So it's really only a Safik Kukaso. So then after Akama they both married, then we don't force them to divorce. Says the Mishnah a little bit more compounded. Let's say both deceased men had two surviving brothers. So meaning again, you have two men unrelated to each other who each have a suffix. Which of the two sisters they're, they're Mekodesh is? One Mekodesh, one Mekodesh, the other, we don't know which one. So each of them obviously have to, are supposed to divorce both women because we don't know which one is which and they can't be with either one because it might be the sister of their wife. Now what happens is that they die childless before they had a chance to give the get. And they're each survived by two brothers. So first what we do is what brother of one deceased guy does Chalitza with one of the sisters, and the brother from the other deceased guy does Chalitza with the other one. And after that happens, now creatively we can figure out, this one's, this, this one's second brother can do Yibam to the sister who got Chalitza from the brother and the other pair. And the other one's second brother can do Yibam to the sister who got Chalitza from the brother in the first pair. And the reason is because on the side, let's say you just call him Leah and Rachel. So if Leah was actually Reuben's wife, so then she was... Um, there was there was there was originally the, the, the zika that happened from her when and now as soon as one of them did 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 chalitza that took away her din her din zika so once it takes away her din zika so now she has no problem doing do, doing a marriage she's not a yivam shuk she can do a marriage with somebody on the other side and the other one vice vice versa as well they can do that and as long as each one from each side did did, did chalitza to one so then. Then the uh, then 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 the sister that did chalitza to, to the to the brother on one side would be able to marry the uh, the, the the brother from the other side. Because they're not considered relatives. Right, they were not relatives. They're, they're two guys who completely uh, were unrelated. The the two husbands here, two unrelated husbands. Um, let's say two of the brothers went ahead and did chalitza with both sisters. In other words, they didn't they they didn't do it so smart. They just you know they went ahead and they. Then the two brothers of the other one cannot, shouldn't take each one of them, um, shouldn't take each one in Yibam. Why? Because whoever gets married first might be doing achos zikukaso. In other words, it might be achos zikukaso, might be the sister one you, one you have zika to. Just because she got chalitza from the brother of the other one doesn't help her achos zikukaso, right? Because the issue is that her sister may have been married to, 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 to this guy's brother, right? In other words, not, not the, the other guys who did it were wasting their time maybe when they did Chalitza. It wasn't, it didn't really work. She wasn't married to, to their brother. She was married, she married to my brother. So on that possibility, just because they both did Chalitza, it doesn't free me up to do, to do Bia yet. 
I definitely, in order for him to be to be a, you definitely need the chalitza one from each side. So if that happened, that they they each share chalitza, still there's a din the two brothers here on the other side can't do yibum. Again, you have to have one do chalitza. Now you're good. You have chalitza from both sides, so certainly there's no more achos of kukasu to take the other girl. But let's say again they didn't listen, so they did run the risk of doing achos of kukasu. Ain motzimi adam. We do not force them to divorce again. Whenever it's only a suffolk achos of kukasu. Um, and now for the future, we're good once marriage was done, so then we're not going to force divorce. So first of all, we start with the whole case. The Gemara wants to analyze the whole entire case. What is this case of a man who's a Suffolk uh, who is married to two girls? I see from here something which the Gemara and Kedushin doesn't really assume to be true, that Kedushin, which is not given the possibility of having Bia, is still a good Kedushin, meaning what's the case here? Presumably there is a case, there was a Suffolk, which one he married. In other words, both sisters had been Mamana, how do you have that? Both sisters were Mamana, one agent, the same agent to be Makabal Kedushin for them. Okay, because or else, like, I don't know which one was the Shlech Makadish first, figure it out. But the case is here that uh, from the very beginning, both sisters were Makadish, the same agent to accept Kedushin. And now the husband said to the agent, he says, one of the sisters is Makadish to me. So from the very outset of the marriage, it's undetermined which one is going to be his wife. So that's a type of Kedushin. What type of Kedushin is Chal? A Kedushin She'in Misurin Bia. A Kedushin which cannot give way to a possibility of ever having Bia. In other words, from the very beginning, this is a marriage which cannot get to a Bia because as soon as you get from the marriage, as soon as the very outside of the marriage is here, we know that the Suffolk is here, which one he can be both. So we still see from here, it sounds like from the Mishnah, that it's a, we don't know which one, but to one of them it's a valid, which is fascinating because it's not like even like a Suffolk it's a very interesting type of suffix. It's like what they call a suffix be'etzim. It's like an intrinsic doubt. It's not that we don't know something. It's, it is unknown. He said one of the two girls in Mekudosh and he gives us the agent of both. So then, to which one, right? You it can't. Can girl? No, no, no. Both girls said to an agent, both girls said to an agent, I want you to go and kabbal Kedushin for me. Okay? Both girls were the shliach. Then he, the shliach goes, meets the merit. And they both named the guy they want to marry. Uh-huh. Then he goes, and the husband said, I'm Mekudosh. Who am I Mekudosh? Is it, it Leah Rachel? One of them. So there's no one to ask. There's nothing. There's no. There's not shaykh a bira on such a suffix. It's a kedushin she'in misurin levi. It's like a, a suffix de kedushin. That's the lamdus here. It's very interesting of the kedushin she'in misurin levi. It doesn't give way the ever possibility of a bia. Meaning it's a type of suffix in the etzim kedushin which it cannot bring to to kedushin to, to bia. So maybe we should say that's vachal and a kedushin. There can't be such a halitz. Right? In other words, who says there could be such a chalais, that there's a chalais condition of one of the two that when, it, when there's no possibility of bia? So, so should we see from here that no, there is condition? So Mar says, no, who said that's the case? The case is something like crazy. It was like, I don't know, twin sisters. Like they were identified when they were Mekodesh. It was only later that they got mixed up. In other words, at the time, the, the husband said to the agent which one he wanted. But then there was just like somehow a suffix, you know, which one was said. I, it's hard to figure out exactly how the suffix came about later, like clear it up. But like somehow there was some sort of suffix that came about later. It was something that got mixed up. So at the time the, contru- the Kedushin was transacted, the Chalais of the Kedushin was clear. The suffix came later. Says Mar Dekanami, there's a Dek as well, says, and he does not know. It doesn't say it is not known. The difference between he doesn't know and it is not known is that is it, the case is, the way we said, that it got mixed up later, not that from the very outside it was a suffix. Says the Gemara, Michael Mashmalan. What's the chiddush here of the mission that that both women have to be divorced? Of course, each woman has to be divorced. It's a suffix. Bishlam, if you tell me that it was that weird case where it's ba'atzim unknown, then the chiddush is kedushin sheim misurin lavi, sheim misurin levi avi kedushin. But now that you tell me it's not, and it's only because they got mixed up, then what's the novelty? Says Mar, you're right. The, the, the fact that he has to divorce them is not a novelty. Safest shulchanay. The end of the mission is a chiddush because it said meis falo achar chazushtein. Right? If he died childless with the one brother, the brother is chalitza with both of them. Either shnei, if there are two, achar chazushtein. One does chalitza, one does, and then afterwards one does yibam. 
The chiddush is with the two brothers. We only let it be done in that order. One brother chalisa, and then the other brother yibum. Now we were racial low. One brother can't do yibum first. The kavak of achosukukasu. It might be achosukukasu. So even though the chalitza afterwards would, would, would solve that issue, but you got to wait. That's what the Mishnah is saying. The chiddush is that when they're survived by two brothers, you have to wait for one brother first to do chalitza. Only then can the second brother pounce and do yibum because, because if you do yibum first, it might be achosukukasu. Then we analyzed the next part of the Mishnah, where it was just compounded because there were two men, where there were two men at each side of the Suffolk. So the Mara says, let's try to make the same inference. Why don't we say the same thing? What's the case? There was uncertainty from the outset which sister was married to which one. So in this case, you have to have a both men who made one person their agent to make Kedushin, and both sisters made one agent to accept Kedushin. The two Shlichim met, the Shlichim for the guys and the Shlichim for the girls. The agent and the men said to them, Shliach of the girls, he says, each of them should be, should be betrothed to one man. And he didn't specify which one. So now one sister is married to one man, one sister is married to the other man, but it cannot be determined which way. So that's, that mustama is the case. So it's Kedushin that from the very outset we're in Misru and Libya, and the Chayar of the mission was still saying they need to get away, still it's Kedushin. So Mar says, no, Hanami, Yishahoku, Lasof Nisarvu, actually was, somehow the Shliach did say, you know, Reuven Kalea or Shimon to Rachel, but it got confused later what was said, something was unclear, and it's a Suffolk what happened. So the Kedushin was Chal, was clear, it was just a Suffolk which arose later. Says the Gemara, the same Diak, the economics on it, it says he doesn't overlook the Vayin Yodeh, it doesn't say it is not known, Shemami, now we see a cave, it was initially known, the confusion came later. Says the Gemara, Michael Mashmon, what's the Chiddush? So we're, right? Once we say it was, it was the condition was certain, it was just a Suffolk later, what's the novelty? The Chiddush is the end of the mission. Both men die. One has one brother surviving him, one has two brothers surviving him. The lone brother has to do Chalitza to both. Because it doesn't, it's not going to help him uh, do Chalitza and try to marry the other one. It would be the sister of someone he did Chalitza to. Ashnaim, regarding the two brothers, after the guy on the other side did Chalitza, so you don't have a Suffolk anymore, or Avi Vamala So now that, that now you have the... Uh, just, just us in the picture. So, if you do even first, it might be It could be that the sister, this, the correct sister, never had um, uh, um, the, the zika taken off from her. She could have been married to their brother, not uh, the other guy's brother. But at any rate, so one does chalitza, one does even. So the Gemara pshita any ratio. It's just like the ratio. In other words, basically the point the Gemara is saying is that there's no more of a novelty in the case where there's two men or over one man. It, it, it makes it a little harder. You have to think it through in the case. But there's no more lam. There's nothing more of a chiddush. So the Gemara says, "Mal dema looks or treya tuchad." You may have said that in the case of two brothers. In this case, right where I have two deceased, right, was subject to two, and one guy had one, one deceased and one surviving brother, and one deceased had two surviving brothers, we shouldn't let the two surviving brothers do chalitza and yibum, because the one guy can't do yibum at all, he's only one, so he can't do yibum and then chalitza, he can't do chalitza and then yibum, so I would say if we let the two guys do chalitza, one does chalitza and one does yibum, then maybe the one guy will try to tent that also, and he'll be marrying achos, achos, chalitza, so kamash malan, that we don't make exera, even though the single brother is not, the one single brother on the one side is not going to be allowed to do anything, just chalitza, but we're not gozer that, that the guys on the other side can't have one chalitza and one do yibum. And the Gemara says, even in other chalitza, even when it gets to them on the other side, it has to be first one brother chalitza and then yibum, yibum, ratio low, you can't do yibum first. In other words, before the brother, the one brother on the other side did his chalitza, you can't have any yibum. The kapag of might still be yibum. So first you have to wait for the surviving one brother on the other side to do chalitza. That's satisfied, there's no side of yibum. Now, when it comes to us, on our side with the sisters, so what are we going to say? That we're going to have chalitza from one brother and then yibum from the other brother.
If each deceased brother had two surviving brothers, so we spoke. We spoke out. What's the case? We said so. Each brother does chalitza with one of the sisters, and one brother from the other side does chalitza with the other one. And then afterwards, the second brother of each deceased does yibum to the sister who got chalitza from the first brother of the other deceased guy. So the Mara says, "Hatu lamaliyanu achas no more for chiddush here." In this case, you right at the end of the day, they're both doing yibum. Some other side, so you would say, you know what? They're going to jump the gun and do yibum for chalitza, and it might be achos ukegaso. And here is more of a chiddush because in the other case, one side is only doing chalitza. The other side, one of them was the two brothers. One will do yibum. Here, both sides are going to end up with a yibum because they each have two surviving brothers. So you would say here, there's a greater concern that they're going to do yibum before chalitza because because both sides are taka doing yibum eventually. So you would say here. They should be gozer, not to do yibum at all. Kamashmal, we don't make such exer. All right, now that we cleaned this all up and are understanding what the Mishnah was saying and the chedushim of it, one thing that was clear is that when your pagav achas is a gukaso, right? I think it's even better just to keep it like super simple. At the first case of the Mishnah, just one one guy, it's a subsequent sister he married, he died. If he has two brothers, we say they're not allowed to do yibum. Right? They're not allowed to do yibum. Um, we say we say that at best one does chalitza and then the other one can do yibum, but not and before before that before that happens it might be achos achos kukaso they're not supposed to do yibum. But what did the Mishnah say if they did do yibum in mitzvah and the other we don't we don't we don't we don't enforce the divorce it was only a suffix. Right? And now, once they married, Zechot the Zichel went away, so everything's good. So the Gemara has a kasha. My Shnama held it down. Why is this different from this that it says in the Mishnah? The Mishnah later on, coming up in the third parak. Arba Achim, you have four brothers. Two of the brothers married to two sisters. And the one married to the sisters died. So Reuben and Shimon Levi. Huda, Reuben and Shimon are married to two sisters. Reuben and Shimon die. So now, what's happening? The two widows are falling simultaneously at the same time to Levi and Yehuda. So you have two sisters falling from two different homes at the same time. Both sisters have to chalitza and not yibam. Neither brother can do yibam. Why not? Because it's achos It's very simple. It's mamash uh, two sisters falling at the same time. So even though they each have zika, they're both certainly yavama, but they're also at the same time achos because each brother also has a zika to her sister because the other sister also has a zika. So each sister has zika. So being both, either one would be achos So you're not allowed to do them to rabbanon. So therefore you can't have one brother do even to one, one, even, one brother do even to the other. Rather we say they do chalitza to both. Now, the Mishnah goes on to say that uh, what happens if they didn't listen? It says that if they marry them, they have to divorce them. And the Gemara doesn't even quote that part of the Mishnah, but that's what it says, black and white. That come to them. Why? Because they married Achosukukas. So our kasha is over here when one guy was a Suffolk witch sister, he married to, and now he dies, and the sisters are falling to even to the two surviving brothers. One of them is Suffolk, one of them is not. What do we say? We say, don't marry them. It might be Achosukukas. But if you do, ain't much seen them. It's not such a big deal. We'll let it stay. Over there, when the two sisters fall from two brothers and it's a achot zukukaso, we say don't do it, and if you do it, we do force you to divorce. So the Gemara is saying, what's the difference? How come by us we say that achot zukukaso is only lachatrila, but if you do it, we don't make you divorce? Over there, we say achot zukukaso, we won't make you divorce. Ah, oh, like this. So the Gemara says like this. Awesome over there in the case in that Mishnah, both sisters were certainly married to brothers, right? It was just one was married to Reuben, one was married to Shema. So now both of them are for sure fallen. And for, it's also for them, and the Gemara speaks that out. If you hold Yezika, Zika is like marriage. So it's Achozuku Kaso, it's also because it's like marrying a wife's sister. That's the Lamas. If you hold Ain Zika, and it's not Mamisha, a din of a wife's sister, but as we spoke about, you can if you might remember this from Dafir Chas, the reason why there's an Isra of Achozuku Kaso, if you hold Ain Zika, it's not that it's a wife's sister, but that you might cause the mitzvah of Yibam to be nullified. Because if you if one brother will do Yibam and the other brother would die, so what's going to happen to the remaining sister? She'll be so it's better to do chalitza than to do yibum. So either way, there's an isra of achosikukasa. There's a certain isra of achosikukasa. And even though, and even though, this is an important lambda, Rabbi Say, 
even though once both brothers go ahead and do it, okay, so they, they were over on the Isser, but for now in the future, there's no Isser, right? Because the Zika is fulfilled, the Maisa, they both did Yibam. But once it was Aser, it remains Aser. In other words, Bishas, when the Nefila, when they were falling, and there was the Achos, both of them were Achos of Kukasso, there's an Isser of Achos of Kukasso. So even if they goes away, because they both married each other, both married the sisters, so definitely the Zika is fulfilled, but the it was Achos of Kukasso, so the Isser stage. Hacha, in our case, only one of the sisters was ever married. It's a suffix, which one is the Zika? Practically, it's a, you shouldn't get married because it's a suffix. But the Maisa, if they both got married, we don't know which one did the Israel. Each one says, I'm getting the right one, I'm doing Yibam. So even though we, we don't advise them to do, to do that because it's a suffix, Israel, but the Maisa, what is the din? The din is that the we're not going to force a divorce. And the reason why we don't force a divorce is because it's only, it's only a suffix. Let's just finish up a tiny bit. Both brothers, when I had married, we don't force them to divorce. This is true. Even if both brothers are koanim, we do not force them to divorce. So in other words, in this case, one of the brothers certainly married, married a chalutza. Because again, the two sisters got chalitza from the first pair. So, and, and what happens? One of, one of, one of the chalitza is a, good, is a good chalitza, and a coin is not allowed to marry a chalitza. Um, one of these has married a chalitza, we still don't force them to divorce. That's a pretty big chiddish, because a coin to marry, it's like you, you mamish, that issue definitely went away at this point. But even if, if they're koanim, and one of them definitely married a chalitza, a chalitza is not supposed to marry a coin. So how is it that it's a suffix, we're not forcing them to divorce. One of them is married to a chalitza. My time, a chalutza to Rabbanan, because the Isra to marry a chalutza is only an Isra to Rabbanan. So since it's a Safik chalutza, the Gaza Rabbanan, we don't know which one is married to the chalutza. Each one is a Safik if they marry the chalutza. So we're not going to force them to get divorced. Says the one chalutza, the Rabbanan is the Isra to marry a chalutza. Only the Rabbanan of Hatanya Grusha. Torah says a coin should marry a Grusha. And the Grusha chalutza, I don't know a chalutza. I'm a little more Vesha, an extra word Vesha. It includes even a chalutza as also to a coin. So isn't it a Safik to Raisa? Safik to Raisa, the we should force them to get divorced if they might be married with someone that's also with the Raisa. So the one says with the Rabbanan, really the Isra to marry. It's only also to marry a divorcee. To marry a chalutza is really only an iser.